All right. All right. Fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. And being able to talk to you too. My mouth is dry. Terrible. <laughs> I should have got water. <laughs> Ladies Where's and gentlemen, boys, normally have tea. What's going I know, on? I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't. get it this morning. I don't know why. Routine, man. Consistency. You got to be consistent with the routine. I told you I was tired this morning. I told you I was. Stop going on long walks. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions respectfully brings to you the 68th episode of the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the magenta maker of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick, and together we are your two award-winning blurred comic creators here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on the Age of Geekdom Network via Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't Thank forget you. to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. And if you want to, you know, financially support the Four Tales podcast, please go to our website, fourtalespodcast.com, buy some merchandise, buy us a coffee. Uh, if you want to go through Facebook, send Danny some stars. I think that still works, right? I think yeah. so. It, it yeah. probably does. I don't know. Yeah. So anything you want to do. Wait, wait, wait. Are you not on TikTok? Oh no. I forgot. Oh. Maybe I'm tired oh. too. <laughs> okay. I'll get it set up. Hold on. I'll get it set up. Give me a minute. Oh wow. See, see, we both screwed up today. So where's my the man don't even know where his phone is. That's that's sad. <laughs> All right, Danny. How's it going? How you doing? It's going good. I knew I was forgetting something. I just couldn't I'll see. No, what happened was I'm working mm -hmm. on these takes because we got a new guest. Um, we got a guest that 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 graciously came in at the last minute to save our show. <laughs> and uh, I was working on quick takes. I'm in here trying to put together put that together, and uh, I forgot to set up my TikTok live. But I'm gonna do yeah. that right now. I, I agree with Javon. I'm surprised you weren't twitching and like, you know, going through convulsions. Be like, something's up. Something's not. Something missing. <laughs> Something not right. Something not right here. My spider sense is tingling. <laughs> My ace blade senses. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. So, how was your week? This was uh the big the big week for you, right? Yes. My birthday was on Monday, and mm -hmm. um, I am now thirty eight years old. So that means I'm um, half as old as Kyron, and now um, you know I'm starting a new chapter in my life. A chapter of um okay why we gotta I, disrespect me like that say i'm you're half i'm starting my life as a jedi <laughs> you're, the, you're the second person in the star wars universe to have a purple lightsaber <laughs> right that's right See, if, if i had known we were pulling out lightsabers i would have got mine but you got one i do we got it two years ago when we went to disneyland i got to go through the whole situation where we make our own uh our own lightsabers. Oh, yeah, gold. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. That's a uh, that's that exclusive stuff. Whoa, wait a minute, Javon. With the Star Wars is boring. What? Star Wars was boring at one point. Right. Tony Clapper says, "What up, guys? Thank you for being on. Uh, if you guys notice, we're actually I'm putting your chats on the screen. So please make sure, especially if you're on Facebook, hit that link right there." so that we can see who you are. Uh, we're just trying something new, trying to make sure we can get some engagement. Um, and if you guys don't really notice, we are sort of freestyling things today. Uh, this was an unexpected episode, um, but we're going to have fun either way, I would say. We're going to talk what? about some comics. We're going to talk about some Kickstarters. We're going to talk about what's going on in life right now. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. What platform are you using? Uh, Imani wants to know what platform we're using. Is this restream? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what it means? That's what it means? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Isaiah, if you're if you're watching us, uh, hit the link. Yeah, we're Imani, we're using Restream, which allows us to go to what four different social media okay. platforms. So I went live accidentally. I'm not paying attention. All right, we gotta get it together, bro. <laughs> we gotta get it together. All right, you know what? We're gonna bring we're gonna bring our, our, our guy here because you're not paying attention. I need somebody to talk to. So we're gonna talk. Please, please save us, Chris. Please, Chris Thomas. Mark. Hey man, how's it going? It's going all right, sir. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing good. Just going for a walk. Be careful what you see in the trees when you go for walks. Yeah, be careful. Be careful out there. You never know what you see. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> is that your is that your normal morning routine going for a walk? Uh, not lately because it's been like so cold, but now it's getting better. Like for a while, I used to go out every morning at like five or six and get a bagel. So oh, now wow. I'm kind of like getting back to walking every morning again. Oh, wait, hold on. We got somebody else that's popping in on the stream. Hold on. Yeah. Nope. We thought we almost no, we thought we did. Almost. <laughs> they almost back all right close well that's good though i think it's good to get out and get active i I recently have started i've gained a lot of weight during the pandemic and just because i like to eat in general and um i recently started um getting on i got a little a a bike at my house a uh uh, what do you call it what do you call those things exercise bike exercise bike no it's called a it's called something else, but yes, yeah, an exercise bike. Elliptical. And um, what I'm doing now, an elliptical, yeah. And um, what I'm doing is, I sit on it and I play Fortnite with the kids. So I sit on sit on the bike and have my legs going, and then at the same time I'm playing Fortnite with the kids. Wait, are you actually using the bike, or are you just yeah. sitting on it? That's no, yeah, actually. Yeah, using yeah. The bike. <laughs> What's going on? I was like, I'm trying to figure out what y'all are talking about right now. We're just killing uh, time at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So Isaiah's on the line. We got Chris on the line. Both of you guys are amazing creators. What are Appreciate we going to talk about today? Anything you want to, but I would like to talk about, you know, our project going on. If that's okay. But... Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So first, first, let us, let's introduce yourselves. Introduce yourselves. Um, I'm sure most of our most of our audience knows you, Chris Thomas Monk, because we've had you on the show before. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Again. Introduce mm-hmm. yourself, and then um, Zay, you introduce yourself also. For sure. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm Chris Thomas Monk. I create a comic called Clay Girl, but a lot of people know me for creating Base Force, which has uh, a volume one and a one shot. And now I'm doing more Clay Girl stuff, so. I'm a writer. I draw sometimes, but mainly write. So that's kind of my thing. Isaiah, you can go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Isaiah Massey. A lot of people know me online as Zay Arts. I'm the creator, artist, writer for um, Iron Infinity, which is right here. That's like one. Oh, wait. I don't know if y'all can see that. But this is like my very first poster that I created for, for the comic. Um, also the, um, I'm also the um, creator writer of Renation and CJ as well. That's like my like I guess I guess it would be like my very first popular indie comic. So and that you know it um, goes off to be something that is connected to Iron Infinity in a lot of ways. So okay, now, you guys are working together though on a project right now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Um, we're working on a, a a new comic called. Um, actually, I'll let Chris do it because that's that's his 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 thing. Oh uh, yeah, so we're working on a crossover right now that's at a, in a comic con. So mm-hmm. it's Adventures of Clay Girl, uh, Comic Expo special, and like it features um one second. Iron Infinity, Clarity Girl, and Spider Scroll. 
Wait. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it features uh, his character, Miss Makeshift, and uh, her cousin. Uh, what's her name again? Jasmine. Jasmine and Charlie McEvely's uh, Spire School. Okay. I love it, man. I love crossover stuff like this. Yeah. Um, it's always a great opportunity for more people to, you know, to introduce themselves to your characters and to see how they would re interact with the heroes. Um, Freestyle yeah. Comics did, did something like this with uh, issue four or five of Hot Shot where they uh, brought in um, Dino Girl. And uh, it was great. Like, I just I just love stuff like that, especially in the indie community where, you yeah. know, it's hard to advertise for your comic books. It's hard to get new eyes on it. So um, being, able to put your, being able to put, you know, different characters together is always a plus for me. Yeah. Right. One reason I, I uh, one inspiration I got from it is I was at Susu YouTube one year and I got um, a crossover that Kat, Kalamali, and um, uh, Phil Faco did on uh, for Haunting and. Um, like father like daughter oh, i loved yeah. how well those two introduced those characters but at the same time since i knew them there's like an added plus so that's kind of like what i'm trying to do with this one where you don't have to know anything about the characters to enjoy them yeah. but at the same time if you do know these characters you'll enjoy it more nice. yep. also also uh want to choose Creators like Isaiah and Charlie uh, that have already have that already have stuff in the works. So like, if you want to know more about Miss Makeshift or uh, you know Spire Scroll, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta ask because I'm I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now and I'm gonna put the link in the chat for other people to see. But uh, I'm noticing in this picture we got Spider Squirrel and Clarity Girl. In a, an embrace, a kiss. Um, is there a romance between the two that we need to know about, or what's going on there? Oh yeah, it's funny because uh, back in 2021, after I read, I think Spider Scroll issue two or three, I forget which one came out at that time. I was like, I I, I messaged Charlie, and I was like, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I think uh, Clary Girl and Spider Scroll like each other, like like, <laughs> like each other. And that's kind of how we got the, the ball ro rolling for that. It's because they're, they're both really funny characters. And I thought, you know, clearly Girl would like Spider Squirrel. He's got that silly goose in him. Guys, here it says, I fell in love with Clarity Girl the first time Chris. Uh, who said that? I don't know. The, the, uh, oh, just as Okay, well, technically, whoever that is. I love stuff it. Going in the background. <laughs> yeah, you got that. You got that wind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it's going yeah, crazy. It's, it's windy right now. <laughs> but yeah, as far as the comics concerned, like it takes place mainly in the in the comic convention setting. And my last comic convention was like Momocon of last year, okay. and that was the first convention I've really been in in probably like six or seven years. So, like, just being a part of this project, like, kind of, like, brought back memories of when I went to MomoCon and I was attending it. So, I guess that's kind of another reason why I wanted to join this and why I wanted to put this, you know, a lot of the, the writing part together. Because, like, I just, you know, I just like the convention scene. Like, it's cool as hell, especially when you're there making money. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to ask, where did the... um. I was gonna ask whose idea was to put it put it in a convention. Now I really it was actually I think it was Chris's idea. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've always loved um, comic cons, and like for so many years, I'm like, I want to write a comic book story in a comic con. And I always had this idea for one, and then a subplot for a comic book creator. That's what really got me. Like, oh, now I know what to do with this. So me and Charlie worked on the subplot for. Um, the comic book creator story and honestly like there's a scene in that where i'm hoping it's funny just so people can read that scene and why i love comic book so much so that's why this this crossover it's really it's really interesting to me because it answers that question of why i truly love comic -Cons. 
Now, is this a book that possibly could lead to more cross-ups between your characters in the future? Oh, yeah. I'm not, someone who saw the crossover offered me a crossover, and we've already been working on that crossover already. Wow. So, nice. Yeah, we just have to get through this one first. Does it help? Does it help that um, Isaiah, you're you're an artist, right? I'm looking at your yeah. page. I see a lot of great art on here. This is I yeah, really that I'm not, I'm not as familiar with your work. So this is this is great art. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. So who is the? I'm looking at the Kickstarter page. I just backed, by the way, because I I honestly oh. this is my first time seeing it. Um, when Thank you. I mean the other day. So um, I'm just backing it now because I definitely want to get it. And uh, I'm looking at the art team on here. So we got the creator, Chris Thomas Munker, Charlie Kelby, who knows the creator of uh, Spider Squirrel. We got Isaiah Massey, yourself. And then uh, we got um, Sharon Shiro Gautier. Gautier? Uh, got, yeah, got, but yeah. Um, so is she the main artist for this, uh, for this book? Yeah, they're, they're the main artist for this book. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't know what I was going to say after that. But yeah, they're, they're the main artists of this book. A backup story as a, the back of that done by Nicholas Torres, where okay. Clary Girls with a little kid. So we got that one that's kind of uh, taking the Clary Girls as a teenager. I love it. And one of the rewards, at least I enjoyed or I thought was really interesting was this uh, Q&A between you and the backer with all three of you guys. Now in this Q&A, what can we expect if you want, if we are going to back it? Is it going to be pretty low key? Is it you know, going to be fun? Like what, what can we expect with that? Another interesting thing, another awesome thing I love about Comic-Con. So it's going to be like a Q&A panel where you guys can ask us anything about the book. So just sometimes we go off topic. Really, it's gonna be kind of like a Ramahan panel, which can be mm -hmm. fun. You know? mm -hmm. uh, another thing I love about Comic Cons is that you can really talk as you're buying them, and sometimes you get that story about that that book you didn't, you wouldn't have known if you bought. It online so that's another nice all right here uh i'm just looking through comments right now javon says he likes big conventions yeah big yeah, <laughs> yeah i love big conventions like like the small low-key ones are cool that's honestly where i first got my start like it was this one out here in atlanta called onyx con and it is it well they haven't done anything in a long time i think like since before the pandemic and all that but when they were doing things they had a really small low-key one and it was mainly for black artists and you know you know black people basically and like it was it was super cool but it was very low-key so when i got into the big boys like um which one it was like wizard world comic con or something like that like that just blew my mind. yeah, yeah. That has that one hasn't been around in a long time. Yeah, hmm? I want to yeah. say Wizard World turned into Galaxy, I believe. Okay, got you, got you. Con is now what Wizard World used to be. I don't know what the what the reason was for the change, but mm -hmm. I'm sure it was financial involved. Yeah, I think so. it was financial. Yeah, I think they were going there. They uh, they financially start started having some issues. They had to cut back on what they were doing, unfortunately. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I think it's the crews that really hurt them. What was that? I think Fanny. it was a, a cruise they yes. tried to start that really hurt them. Hmm. But yeah, Wizard World is my first Comic Con. Mm -hmm. I remember going with David Jackson on one, and he was showing me the wrong time. I was just telling stuff like Spider-Man friends and whatnot. And now, like, my go to a comedy store my stuff, so I don't even really worry about fan art anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
So, um, in the future, the future of comics. All right, I know you said you got more crossovers planned, um, more things like that. Is that, to me, that's one of the best things about being an indie creator is you can literally do whatever you want. Like, I know, you know, if we worked for Marvel and DC and we had access to, you know, the, the biggest characters in the world, um, we would be able to, you know, bring some Spider-Mans and some, and some Supermans into our stories. But I think it's, I think it's almost better. I actually made a TikTok the other day about um, the difference between indie comics and um, in mainstream and how indie is more like manga in my opinion, in my, in my opinion, um, you can you know where you can get into it. You know, it's not, you know, 300 issues that you got to figure out which version of the character you know, you relate to if you see you know, any characters, but you kind of know what you're going to get. You can kind of see and tell, tell what it's like. And most of them are, you know, two to 10 issues. So I think, like, for the future of, of comic books, indie might be the way to go. Because um, from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are, are disinterested in buying um, old school stuff these days. What do you think about that? I think you have a point and like some ways, but I don't think uh, American comics is this, but honestly that's why I'm trying to follow that that manga that manga model. You get any issue of Fairy Girl and that's a, a jumping issue right there. So I feel like um well I have a question. Do you feel like indie can like like bring back the comic book stores like you know how like comic book stores are kind of like going downhill because nobody's really interested in marvel and dc so do you feel like indie could be like the replacement for that and maybe you know bring back comic, comic book stores to you know a newer light or whatever I, it's it's tough because you have to get you have to build the audience first right you gotta yeah. go to these yeah. local shows and you gotta get some visibility at least local visibility in order to kind of support that with in order to you know bolster the comic book stores in your area with your product you got to have the demand for it so it's kind of hard to do when you know you got to spend a thousand dollars on ads just to get your stuff seen you know and you gotta you know put out enough content to keep people engaged but i think if there was a if there was proper infrastructure or you know, some support for it. It really could be because I know my, I got four children and they all love um, manga because when they go, when I take them to the comic book, there's a manga section now. They can go in there and they can see Haikyuu and they can see, okay, um, um, book 24 of My Hero Academia is out. You know, they can go in there and see that. And they can go into Barnes and Noble and see that. They can go into Walmart and see that. Anywhere they go, they can see these books. Um, so I just think it's 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 gonna be tough, but I just think that it it could definitely. But there are books like Bitterroot, and you know, Image has a lot of books that still have that same kind of following because they're more diverse. They're not all superhero stuff, and um, and the kids are into that stuff. The young the young people are into that stuff. And I, I think Javon has a good point on this too. Um, he was all like, "Indie comics don't come out on a monthly basis. That's gonna, that does hinder us in any way of actually getting traction in a, a store. Because if you could tell a store that you're only going to produce one book a year, they're not going to be too interested in doing that because they have to find a way of producing money on a monthly basis. So until we can get that high quality book on a regular basis, there's no way for us to." to circumvent what Marvel and DC are doing, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that's legit my schedule. Like I do one book a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm just realizing this is my fifth year doing comics and we literally have 10 books out at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to hoping to speed up that prog uh hoping to speed it up a little bit to two or three books a year, but that's gonna be t- that's hard to do. It's it's yeah. hard to do, you yeah. know Kyron yeah, can do six like, a year, but you know it's tough. Wow. Yeah. Well, we also yeah, need to, to, to we need to lessen this this narrative that comic books as a whole are doing bad. Are they as good as they were back in the nineties, early two thousands? No, but they're still doing well enough for Marvel and DC to make a good profit every month. 
So they're yeah, not yeah. they're not doing you know billions of dollars, but they're still making millions of dollars of profit every yeah, month of off of us. So we need mm-hmm. to circumvent. We need to change that that narrative a little bit when we talk about comics in general. No, I don't. And, I don't. Uh, I, and I don't mean to say that comics are dying or that they are that comics are doing bad. I just I just mean that they the general audiences are not going to comic book stores to. That's the main place to buy comic books, like the. Yeah monthly comics that come out the individual issues and there's a dedicated fan base that's yeah. still still going to these stores and i'm yeah. one of them but me too general audiences are not able to find these books because they're not in walmart and they're not on amazon you know readily available like you know like back, back when we were kids right <laughs> yeah i also just want to say that a lot of this has to do with name brand too um I was promoting the previous Kickstarter stores, and now it's me know, like, after I did my pitch and everything, but one, a lot of reasons that stores will carry something is the, is the name brand, like, and it's like, like a press, that kind of stuff. So, I think name brand outside of um, it would be good to have, you know, Marvel and DC on there or for your character to be, you know, a household name. But that's that's goes back again. Saying about, I don't know about that, not with Marvel and DC. Oh, well, well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm uh, good with that one. Y'all can have that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's an interesting question in the chat here from BHND The Scene. It says, when it comes to black creativity in writing, we excel commercially and critically in every genre except for behind superheroes in comics. Why is that? That's behind the scene. Um, I get that, but <laughs> I hear, I, okay, I see it now. It is behind the scene. Whatever. <laughs> uh, um, I, think, I think it has to do with like Javon, we gotta stop. We gotta stop being concerned with the general audience because the general audience sees a specific type of character as the superhero, you know, as superheroes or whatever. Um, I think for especially for for black creatives and black audiences who want to see black heroes, there's plenty of us who buy these books. I got four boxes full of just black superhero comics. I got Nubia and I got Storm and I got Black Panther and I got Luke Cage, you know, and I think there's a, a great audience for that. And like, you know, I hate to say that Javon is right because he rarely is, but, you know, those general audiences don't, aren't going to be receptive to that right now until it's a character like Black Panther or Miles Morales, who's, who's had, who's had that cachet over the last decade or last two decades um, that they've seen enough alongside these other heroes um, that they can support, you know, in a general sense. So, yeah, that's just my two cents. Yeah. I might have a controversial opinion here now, but uh, I don't think us black creators are just... We couldn't hear you. I can't hear you, Chris, over the wind. The wind is killing and I hate yeah, to miss the controversy. Say it again. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I, I don't, I don't think us black creatives are doing enough with superheroes. Like, there's not, there's not enough new stuff out there. Like, you know, you pretty much see the same skin tone, the same hairstyle, the same everything, and most of the time, the same powers. So, I don't think us creatives are doing enough, in my opinion. Like, one of these creatives. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, you can hear that. Yeah. So, one am I wrong that... in thinking that Sorry. the milestone characters? Oh, am I wrong in thinking that the milestone characters are the biggest black characters created by black people? Yeah, I think so. Um, black Panther. I mean, Miles Morales, yeah. Spawn. Yeah. Those are all white people. Storm were created by white people. But they know they don't use them in any media. Yeah. Static, static, unfortunately, is, static. Yeah. I think is the biggest. Who created Blade? Who's the creator of Blade? Isn't that Gene Colan? I think. Yeah, I think it's the white people. I think static yeah. was probably the black black hero. Yeah, 
Blade was created by Gene Cullen and Mark Wolfman. So who created Blue Marvel? From uh, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Was it a white guy too? Oh man. Wait, Blue Marvel? Yeah. No, that was um uh he's black and I he's an actor. Uh, okay. Oh, I, the dude who um created um uh what's that that vampire movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I noticed they don't use him Marvel, they don't use him at all. Like they're not trying to claim in anything. Kevin how do you yeah. say his last name? Kevin Groove? Kevin something, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think the last time I saw Blue Marvel, anything was like an Avengers. With, it was like their Black Avengers scene, wasn't it? Yeah. With mm, Spectrum. Yeah. I'm talking about like the movies and the video games and stuff. Like, you don't never see him in anything. Nope. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 wild. I mean, I use this. Um, I don't know if y'all play Marvel Snap, but I use that blue Marvel card all the time on Marvel Snap. I see the advertisers (laughs) on YouTube all the time. (laughs) That blue Marvel card coming clutch. Um, but I think you know stuff like that. Just like uh, somebody in the comments said, um, they just don't, or maybe it was you, Zay, who said they just don't use them in in enough stuff. They don't use static enough to for people to see them. I mean, it's good to see them in Young Justice. It's good to see. You know, the Batman Beyond, you know, future um, episodes, crossovers and stuff like that. Back to, you know, connecting it back to y'all's book. It's good to see them in crossovers and stuff like that. But we need to see, you know, these characters get their own series and their own animations and their own movies. Yeah, Static should definitely get like the Miles treatment. You know what I'm saying? Like the the Spider-Verse and the movies and all that. Like he should get that, but he's not. And I don't understand why. It's definitely a, a... I think you. I think you do understand why. I think you. I think you. <laughs> but no, we gotta. We definitely gotta. You know, but that's why. You know, that's why I think it's important to go to these comic book stores and to continue to buy these books. We had a conversation about, you know, one of these books that came out recently that the art was, you know, kind of subpar, but we still all went out and bought it because we wanted to, support, you know. Um, we all wanted to make sure that they keep being able to put out these books and they keep getting the support because we know that artists are are underpaid and overworked. And um, you know, sometimes, you know, you just gotta support your support your people to make sure they get to that next level. Right. Uh Hooper, thank you for putting that second comment in about it, about um your comparison between static and magneto, because I was trying to see where that was going at first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, who are they the same? <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I also have a theory for why the, the one Wait, say it one more time. Sorry. Man, well, I have a theory for why I, uh, for, for why, like, the white ones get more popular, you know, the white ones get more popular than, uh, than the black ones. Is that, theory? I think my theory is I, I was reading something about why they do that for women characters. And how basically, men like to write uh, most of the time like to write 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 men. So there's not much stuff that um I don't know, but then like I don't remember much of it. But it was basically like it was more palatable rather than. When a woman creates something, you know, uh, then it's more for women. So I think the same thing can be said about, you know, versus white creators. It's more palatable. I can see that. Does that make sense? No, I can see that. And I think that's back to the general audience. We, We. It's hard in 2023 because there's a niche for everything, right? Now, you can find success with pretty much anything that you can create. If you want to do a supernatural sci-fi with with elves and, and whoever, you know, you can do that. And there's, there's going to be an audience for it. Um, but if you want to reach a general audience, you got to make a general type of story. And it's harder for... For indie creators, I'd say to break break through with that kind of story because 
we already got Batman and Superman and we already got Spider-Man. We already got, you know, the characters that are that are hitting those general audiences. So it's tough to kind of break through that when, you know, everything that that would kind of diversify you from that is going to put you in a niche. Right. So if the character is black, that's going to put them in a niche. There's there's a certain segment of people that's going to see that as a niche. If your character is a woman, there's people that's going to see that as a niche. If your character is transgen- transgender, they're going to see that as a niche. If they are disabled, they're going to see that as a niche, you know. So it's kind of hard to get those things to the general audience without, again, building that foundation and the crossovers to put them beside the characters like Batman, Spider-Man and Superman and Wonder Woman. Um, and the time that it takes to do that, a lot of us just don't have that, man. It's it's, it's tough, man. There's a, a lot of complexities in this in in the conversation for creators um but it's it's always good to have yeah in the comic we're doing now is the complexity of niche niche writing versus commercial writing and why it's important to do those niche writers i don't know if you heard that man it it is really hard to hear you chris i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) it's just killing you yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, man. I thought Chris, this would put, be good. Just, huh? yeah. just put your put yourself on mute until you um until you until you talk and we'll um we'll try to try to make sure that we hear you. Okay. But it's uh I think it's good, man. We we we're gonna get there. I think we just gotta keep supporting each other and, and learning these infrastructures and building our own, you know, yeah. way to get books out to people and um, you know, the platforms that we use to to kind of get our messages out to these people, just keep supporting each other. Like like stuff like this right here, where we are. I literally I see Chris's stuff all the time. I see Chris Thomason's posts all the time, but I did not know that y'all had a Kickstarter until Kyron reached out to y'all about it. And I was like, Oh, they got a Kickstarter. Let me take a look. I'm gonna buy it. You That's because you're on TikTok all the time, though. That's not their fault. That's because you're on TikTok. That might, be. that might be. I spend a lot of time on there. But no, we we do need to find ways to work together to promote each other uh, because it's the only way we can get outside of like Danny said earlier. Outside of spending a thousand dollars a month on advertising through Facebook and Twitter, um, the only way we can really get together and and have our book seen is if we work with each other. Right. Uh, I agree 100. That that marketing thing is something something crazy. <laughs> yeah, still trying to figure that out. You know. Yeah, it it is. It's wild, especially with. <laughs> and I I think I, it took me a long time to realize this, but building a community locally like has really been helping me. Like, I got I just got my books. So, um, Ruthie Carter is doing an exhibit in well the the museum of um art in raleigh north carolina is doing an exhibit for ruthie carter and the in the um the costume design that she did for black panther right now because it's a comic book movie the museum reached out to the local comic book store and they said hey we want to highlight some black comic books do you have any because i have a relationship with the comic book um store they reached out to me and said hey Danny, do you got any copies of Ace Blade that we can buy to go into the museum? Right. Wow. So now, because I got a relationship locally with this uh, comic book store, they reached out and said, hey, let's get your books into the museum with Ruth E. Carter's exhibit on Black Panther. So <laughs> now, you know, I got 10, 15 issues of my comic book sitting in there um, where people and I've had people send me pictures already like, oh, I didn't know you're. They got you. They were like, Danny, you know, Ace Blade is up here in, in in Raleigh. I was like, yes, yes, I did know that. But I appreciate y'all letting me know. Um, wow. So building that local community um, is very important. And it's hard. It's so hard. But it's so important also. So um, that might be something. I, that's something I wish I would have done um, way before. So, hmm. yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to look into that. I need to do more local stuff for sure. Chris, I see Chris in the in the comments, man. I got quick yeah. takes for you. I got quick takes. Bounced out, so. so we can do quick uh, takes with Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah, you can you can answer these questions. I, they were for okay. Chris, but we're gonna ask them. We're gonna ask them to you. But but 
I don't have a video, man, so don't worry. <laughs> so don't wait. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so Isaiah, I don't know if you've seen our show before, but we usually do a uh, rapid-fire Q&A um, okay. session um, called Quick Takes with our guests where we ask you five questions, um, and you have to answer them off the top of your head. So, Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. so what we're going to do, these are all pretty general questions, so I think, um, I think you should be able to answer these. Okay. All right. So question number one, what are the best kinds of Kickstarter rewards? Anything having to do with like toys, like 3D models or something like that, statues. I feel like something like that is cool. Okay. I love, I love toys. I want to, I want to get to the level we can do that. We're going to get all five of these done. It's expensive from You went from book to shoes you just skipped the whole toy option you just went for toys, a are, toys are hard to get I hey, can't. shoes are cool too i did shoes for my last kickstarter campaign and they actually did pretty well so shoes are, shoes are cool but toys are toys are hard to do at, at high quality like to get some yeah it's made is, is expensive so all right this uh chris is still in the chat he said anything you can't get normally okay. yeah his answer. Great. great answer great answer um question number two what is more important as an artist, consistency or skill? Mm. I feel like that's like happening. Can I do like a middle no. a middle ground? No, no, no fences. Sheesh. Um, ah, skill, I guess. Yeah, skill. Skill. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think. I think it's it. It see and Chris disagrees with you. He put, put consistency. <laughs> I, I do think it is. There's a. It's tough because I know my kids. My my two oldest are. They're just good. Like every, the first time they picked up a pencil, they were able to draw. You know, yeah. but my, my son, um, he's he likes to do it consistently. So he's gotten to their level. He wasn't as good as them, but because he's consistent, he's gotten to their level. You know, so. I don't, know. I don't know. That's that is a tough. Y'all heard it first. Ace Blade number seven and eight, drawn by Danny J. Quick's children. Just watch out. Um, Kendra's working on colors though. Uh, oh. Colorist. I'm. I'm trying to. You already know. You already know. know. I'm trying I know to. You. you already oh, know what I'm hey, trying to. Uh, real quick. Uh, Javon it, saying he's buying a 3D printer. Please let me know when you do that because I've I've got some ideas for. I need yeah, 3D printed. Cool. So let me know when you get that. Yeah, if you can. I had. I tried that, Javon, and it was maybe it was because I bought the cheaper one. Um, to try it out, I couldn't figure it out. I had th designs done and everything, and I couldn't figure out how to how to get them made. Wait, um, you had a three D printer? And you didn't tell me. I had one. I gave it to Wally so he could figure it out. This I couldn't figure. Like I couldn't figure it out. I literally tried. I tried for like six months to figure that thing out. I bought the. the Y'all East Coast people just be sticking together. Don't even think about nobody here on the West Coast that could you know need things. You know. Um, <laughs> I got a lightsaber. If you, yeah, my lightsaber is better. It's green. All right. It's custom too, so right? you can't have mine. All right, go, go. Come on, come on. Quick takes. Come on. Can I get out of my holster? Lord. <laughs> yeah, this is every episode. I wanted a break. All right. The question number uh, three: um, How important is it to have influences in art? It's very important. I have a lot of influences, as you can see. So yeah. It's very important. Does does having an influence like a person that you look up to or a, a style that you look to look up to um, mm -hmm. help keep you motivated, or is it more about you know kind of seeing where you want to go with your artistic journey? It's a little bit of both, honestly, because like I remember when I first started, I was looking at like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z, and like even today you can. Yeah, even today you can still see it in my work, but like I'm still inspired by other stuff. So, and that other stuff is like way better than the stuff like instant Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. So, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of both, honestly. I was looking at your art and I was like, yeah, I can I can see Sailor Moon all in this, man. I can yeah. definitely see it. So I'm glad you said that. Uh -huh. um, beautiful, beautiful answer. Wait, um, Danny, do you know the uh, Sailor Moon theme song? I know you do. Fighting <laughs> evil by moonlight. <laughs> Being in love by daylight, never running from a real fight. This is the one thing I don't know. I'm, I lost. Um, you yeah. knew it. Don't 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 lie. <laughs> he tried to play. Yeah, <laughs> I knew it sounded like. <laughs> I 
Like, no on, yo. He's like, if I was in the shower, I hit it right. But you know, I, mean? I, I do it. Y'all don't even know. All right, no. All right. Question number four. So, um, we were talking about conventions earlier. So, I want to know what what are the to you what are the best and worst things about comic book conventions? The best. Us uh, the experience seeing all the cosplayers walking around dressing all kind of stuff. I seen a dude dressed like Misty. I will never forget that. Never. Um, but um the worst thing is con funk. Everybody knows that that is the worst thing. I don't understand why people just go there, don't want to brush their teeth, don't want to take a shower, makes no sense to me. Don't want to wear deodorant, it's weird, but hey, that's the worst. Yeah, that con funk is it's like a cloud. It's like a, a yeah. cloud hovering yeah. around yeah. the, yeah. Um, and but, not the stereotype, know. but there are certain people, you see them, you know they're going to be funky just right when you see them. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, he coming my way, too, and he, I can uh, smell it already, man. And Chris, Chris yeah. agrees. Chris agrees. I think it's, uh, uh, Javon said, the best is the money, the worst is fatigue. Yeah, to con- yeah. especially the, the older that I get, you know. Um, Javon mm-hmm. making money? What? Especially if you go all three days or all four days, oh, man. It is. Yeah. It's it's worse. It's worse than the time. make money with his books? What? what Jerome be out there killing it. You don't see all the I pictures know. he be taking? He be I killing know. it out there. I got to send him some more Ace Blade covers because I think he's out. I didn't see any Ace Blade covers in that, in that last set of pictures. So we're going to get him some more out there. Um, I'm going to need some soon also. Put that, Only got put a couple that left. Put that man. I'm put both get, get both of y'all to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So number five. Um, your your comic book is a crossover event, um, like we said with Chris Thomasma and Charlie McKelvey. So I want to know your top five crossover events, and I'll say in comics and in and are there crossover events in anime? Yeah, anime. Yes, yeah, a couple. Okay, so I say top five crossover events in comics and anime. Can we do video games too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video games too. Come on, come on now, come on now. Come on now, can y'all see that? Number one, <laughs> number one, number one. Um, Marvel's Capcom, all of them. Uh, Wreck It Ralph, I guess. Uh, I like that. I like that answer. I don't know the the specials from the old WB cartoons, uh, like the you know Saturday morning whatever. <laughs> uh, and Secret Wars, Secret Wars, uh, two. I don't know about one. I don't think I've ever read one, but number two was pretty cool. So, okay, all right, man. we got one. Comic was that book. five? I don't know if I was. Yeah, that was five. It was. It okay, was. Cool, we cool, got cool. one comic book in there. I, I'll take it. I, I yeah. still say <laughs> my favorite, my favorite uh, crossover event all time is World War Hulk. I okay, I will. I reread it recently. It's still as good as back in two thousand. For when I read it initially, I think it came out to it was it 2004, 2005, something like that. Um, and it was it's still as good as it was then. So, um, yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, this week's quick quick takes was brought to us by Long Walks. Get you, get you one right now. On the park. Mm. Just watch out for those trees on the beach. Mm-hmm. Watch out for the jellyfish. Oh. <laughs> yeah all right well this has been fun um isaiah thank you for hopping on uh chris if you're still in the chat thank you for being on um thank y'all thank y'all especially because this was very last minute um we had a guest and they bowed out yesterday so chris and isaiah at the last moment say hey we'll hop on so we appreciate you guys just doing this i know uh sometimes it's hard people just to jump on and you know just talk about their books so yeah right 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 uh, we do want to give you a chance to talk about your work individually, though. So where can people check out your work, your books, your social media, uh, find out about you? Yikes. I should have had all this prepared. Um, give me one second. There we go. All right. So you got my first book, Iron Infinity. You can get this at com or gumroad.com slash zayarch21, something like that. Um, and you have the second one, Iron Infinity Volume 2. Um, same thing, mindlessdesigns.com, whatever. And you, when you go on that website, you can look at previews of all of my comics. So go there, check it out, whatever. Instagram is zayarts21. Uh, YouTube is zaymm10. Um, and my Twitter is also zayarts21. Very nice. All right. Danny, 
where can people check out your work? Um, y'all know me. If you want to find us, the best place to go is fourthwallpros.com. If you want to find me on social media, it's at the Ace Blade on all social media platforms. What about you, Cameron? Where can people find you and your work? Uh, you can find me at touristcomics.com. Um, get all my books there. I've redid my website, added some bundles there. So, you know, taking a key, uh, taking some notes from my, my friend Danny J. Quick. He told me to update some things on my website. So I did. Um, you can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, at Taurus Comics. Um, and if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, please go to our website, fourtalespodcast.com. You can find all our past issues, all 67 of them there. Um, and, you know, like I said, you can support us financially, buy some merchandise, buy a coffee, you know, just, you know, help out, help us out a little bit. Uh, but, yeah. But please make sure you're back here next week, the 15th of April. This is. What Sorry. Sorry about that, Carlos. <laughs> you talking about uh, my iron one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, oh, you're I, talking about. Oh, you're talking about the. Oh, never mind. My bad. Well, I I saw the comment that Vicinia said, "What's happening with that cover?" And I'm assuming she's talking about the cover she did for me. And okay, I'll tell God. you, Vicinia, if that if you're talking about the cover you did for me, it is actually at the printer. I'm just waiting for it to come back. I can drop so, it if you want. Did you show people? Did you show it to people yet? I've I've showed it. Yeah. Okay. I put it on. Yeah. So it's at the printer. I'm just waiting for it to come back. It's a good looking cover. I like it. It is. You did a great job with that, Vicinia. Great job. Um. But join us next week, the 15th of April. It is our two-year anniversary episode. We've been doing this now for two years. Uh, we have no idea what we're going to do. I'm going to retire. Will, we are. That's going to be our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, sayonara, goodbye, and uh, please take care of yourselves. So. Trying to say.